Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Also, follow us everywhere on social at DIY Money Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the video on YouTube. We've got some awesome bonus content there. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Hey, Daniel. Welcome, Logan. Uh, thank you so much. It's been a couple weeks. It has been a little bit, so I'm glad to be back. Since we hung out. Mm-hmm. How's life? Life is great. Um, I think we said it on the last one uh, that I got engaged. I think you maybe, were, maybe it was you right before. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was right before I got engaged. So let the cat out of the bag or jump the shark? or Yeah. We, we kind of... we Some kind of animal <laughs> metaphor. You know, it took some convincing, but finally, finally got a yes. Um, no, not really. But now we're working on wedding planning, which is not my forte. Exhilarating. No, it is. I can do this. I can plan this wedding. Terrible. <laughs> so do you do what I do and be like, this is a great project for you and your friends to work on. I'm on. really, I'm really learning how to navigate this, um, giving my opinion without actually giving my opinion because my opinion doesn't matter in most of these things. So like, for instance... I get a question. Do you like this wedding invitation? Do you like this one or this one? I'm like, babe, whatever you like. Really doesn't matter to me much. True. And she says, no, you have to pick one. You have to actually, you know, what do you like? So I'll be like, oh, I like this one. This one's a little over the top. And she'll be like, oh, I like the one that's over the top. Um, so I'm like, you know. Well, let's you, go over the top. You know, rock in a hard it. place. You're like, okay, you know. <laughs> and this is why when it comes to finances, uh, there's a CFO mm-hmm. in a family mm-hmm. and then a supporting role because somebody has to ultimately pick a direction. Yeah. Well, luckily for the wedding, we're having some help mm-hmm. from uh, both sides of the family. So that's nice. So but, who's yeah. your chief wedding planner? CWP. Oh, definitely Hannah. Good. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, there's no chance that I could do all of that. That's for sure. All right. Well, we do have a question today. Let's get to this question. Um, a little bit about Social Security benefits from Brian. DIY! Hey, DIY Money Gang. This is Brian from Cincinnati. Love the show. Please keep up the good work. My question today is about Social Security survivor benefits. My wife and I both recently retired. I'm collecting a pension from a public company. My wife's pension is from the state teacher's retirement system. We're both due a uh, Social Security benefit we have not claimed yet. I'm reading, however, there are some rules in Social Security referred to as WEP and GPO that may affect her Social Security benefit and potentially uh, the survivor benefit that she might get from my uh, Social Security uh, benefit if I were to pass first. And that's the root of my question today. What is that effect? I can't find anything in the uh, Social Security system that seems to address it directly. Appreciate your uh, perspective and answer. Thank you. Brian from Cincinnati. I lived in Cincinnati for like eight months. (laughs) Cool. When I was up at GE. But um, okay, so Daniel, there is a lot of planning, a lot of um, WEP and GPO and all that stuff. What do all those mean? You know what? The government loves a good acronym. Yeah, exactly. Acronym. I could not think of that word. Can't think of the word. Uh, Yeah. They they, they love three letters and four letters Mm -hmm. um, thrown together to make really things as confusing as possible for people who have to take CFP tests and other acronym tests like CPAs, CFPs, CFAs. 
Oh goodness! Other all things. Right. Well, 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 what do all these things mean? What what is he? What is Brian talking about here? Yeah. So uh, the social security system is, uh, you know, it's not overly complex, uh, but there is a element of complication and a bit of opaqueness just in general because uh, you're you're taking an earnings history, you're doing some inflation adjustments, you're figuring out a benefit. That benefit is then adjusted based upon the year that you take it. But it's also kind of a moving target because you have forward earnings that you're calculating in over time and things like that. That's just the basic benefit mm-hmm. uh, to get that. And so even kind of analyzing a little bit of that, if you're not a financial planner, if you don't have the software available to you, um, even just some of those basic things can be overwhelming. Uh, now, what is Brian, right? What Brian mm-hmm. is talking about is um, sort of the next level or next layer of Social Security financial planning. And that's what... Uh, what happens if you, you yourself or a spouse has a pension at a job at which you don't also pay into the Social Security system? Okay. That is called a non, uh, non-covered pension or non-covered earnings, which means that you had earnings that weren't covered by Social Security uh one other place that you might see earnings not covered by Social Security is uh, ministers, pastors, clergy. Um, that usually is not lumped into this because they're not. It's not a. They're not paying into a pension that's not covered. So okay. that's a whole different subject. Whole different. We've talked about it. I think once or twice on this show. Uh, so we're not going to touch on that aspect of people who don't pay into Social Security uh, today. Are really just talking about people who pay into a pension, but also not into Social Security. Um, that usually includes people who work in uh, some government jobs. Uh, that involves uh, most commonly we see it with teachers. Um, I think there's 15, 16, 15 states maybe roughly uh, where teachers don't pay into um, uh, Social Security, at, uh, but they only pay into their pension. Okay. And so if um, if somebody is teaching in one of those states, then uh, this is a pretty common question uh, that will come up with. But it could also be um, firefighters, policemen, um, things of that nature uh, that might run into it. So essentially on their pay stubs, they instead of paying into Social Security, that mo- money just goes into their pension. Yeah. Uh, so there's a – they're usually, yeah, they're, they're paying a non – what's called like a non-elective amount uh, into the pension system – and then they're promised a benefit in the future. It basically works very similarly to um, Social Security, except uh, because that pension is actually invested and Social Security has not, mm-hmm. um, the benefits and the benefit calculations are usually better and more lucrative for the pension, which is why historically a lot of people have gone into these government positions because um, they work X amount of years. They get a, a pretty good pension in relation to the salary that they were earning. And um, sometimes those salaries are calculated, you know, on a, a couple year look back or various things like that. Uh, but they tend to be significantly better than what people would otherwise earn in, in Social Security. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but then how does that affect someone that maybe, for instance, Brian's wife or something could have worked a job before she went into the teacher's program, got credits towards Social Security. So how does that play in whenever she gets to the age where she wants to maybe take Social Security as well as the pension that she's already receiving? Yeah. So Brian uh, mentioned two important acronyms, uh, WEP and GPO. So WEP stands for Windfall Elimination Provision. 
which sounds really negative. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, the IRS gave us uh, what, what they're trying to basically do is is um, ensure that you can't get quote unquote too much money um, based upon the calculation, and uh, it, it sounds a little bit more. I don't know, aggressive than it, mm-hmm. it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, oh, we shouldn't allow teachers to get a windfall. Uh, you're not going to get a windfall by taking some Social Security. But anyhow, that's besides the point. So the windfall elimination uh, provision, it's going to adjust your benefits. So uh, let's say that Brian's uh, spouse, Brian's wife, um, so there's two instances, uh, two scenarios that are important. You Let's say you graduate school um, with your teaching degree. You go right into we're just going to use teaching as an example because okay. it's one of the most common that we run into this. Uh, people go right out of uh, school into teaching. They uh, teach for however many years, 20, 30 years, and then they get their pension. They've not paid into, in that example, any Social Security, mm-hmm. so they don't have a benefit to get. Uh, the windfall elimination provision doesn't come into play because there's they no offset. They uh, haven't paid into Social Security yeah. at all. So, yeah. Okay. Now, that is... Not always the case. A lot of times people do work either uh, while they're in university or um, maybe before they start teaching uh, or somewhere along the line they stop teaching and then they go to another job. And somewhere they pay into the Social Security system. Uh, What the windfall elimination provision is going to do is it's going to reduce your benefit by a a certain formula. There's some calculators online. You can go just Google windfall elimination provision calculator. Uh, and you can put in your what you'll need is your earnings history from the Social Security website. Uh, you'll potentially need your, some information about your pension, et cetera. Uh, but it'll help you understand like what um, what the, the adjustment is going to be, and it's it's based upon the years that you've paid into Social Security, uh, et cetera. So uh, check that out. Uh, but what it's effectively going to do is it's going to reduce your benefit by a certain amount if your benefit is. Uh, less than the amount of the adjustment, then naturally it's going to go to zero. Okay. Well, you're not, you're going to have to pay back in, right? Right. So if, if your benefit per month, we'll just throw out random numbers, but if your benefit per month is $400, um, which would actually, I think be impossible, but if your benefit per month of $400, the adjustment was $500, then your benefit is zero. It's not like you retire and the social security office goes, well, you owe us negative. Right, right, right. Uh, that's just not the case. So it is an adjustment to your Social Security. Now, the reason why people then just often don't get Social Security is because they've um, they've not worked enough ancillary credits. They've okay. not built up enough Social Security outside of their full-time employment as a government um, pension employee to effectively offset that calculation. Okay, great. I know we're in the weeds, Daniel, but I'm going to keep testing Really you. in the weeds. We are really in the weeds. But then there's another side of Social Security where if you're married and your spouse um, makes, so this is just a normal person that doesn't have a pension or anything. If you're married, your uh, spouse makes, say, $3,000 a month for Social Security. You're mm-hmm. supposed to get $1,000 a month for Social Security. You can get bumped up, which is what's called a spousal benefit, to half of their Social Security. So mm-hmm. you could get 1500 how does you know maybe the bump up or having the half spousal benefit work in this case in a pension uh, situation? And then also there's a spousal benefit after uh, a spouse dies. So if they made more than you did in Social Security, then typically you get bumped up to what your spouse's rate was after they pass. Yeah, absolutely. So this is where, uh, going back to what we talked about a little bit ago, 
the fact that pensions tend to be more lucrative than Social Security is an important part of the calculation. Because the government pension offset says that your uh, spousal and death benefit is going to be reduced by two-thirds of the amount of your pension. Okay. okay so if you, if you have a $3,000 per month pension, then that Social Security benefit is going to be reduced by approximately $2,000. Okay. Right? Well, the fact that pensions tend to um, far exceed what a typical person will make in Social Security. So, for instance, it's not unusual to see a $50,000, dollars $80,000 pension employee. Um, that, that's not like out of the ordinary, right? Okay. Uh, but that's far beyond the maximum Social Security benefit right. uh, for a, a full retirement age person. So you take that uh, massively outside, and not in a bad way, but like that that skewed benefit, much higher skewed than Social Security, and then you take two-thirds of that, it's still above what your spouse would be making typically in Social Security. And so therefore, that two-thirds reduction brings that benefit effectively to zero for a lot of people who are getting pensions. Now, if you have a smaller pension, um, that two-thirds amount could still leave a benefit available there. So it's not as if uh, you just don't get um, a spousal benefit or you don't get a death benefit at all. It's just for most people collecting pension, the odds are stacked in this type of pension. Uh, the odds are stacked because of the dollar amount of the pension and the way that this particular rule is written and the math that goes into it. It's just okay. it becomes mathematically like a headwind. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Daniel, I, that was all you. You crushed that uh, going through all those those difficult and, and tough topics. Um, is there anything else that you think is important when you're considering Social Security or considering pensions and things like that? Well, I mean, th- these are definitely one of the, uh, you know, one of the areas that can get complicated really quickly. So mm-hmm. uh, when people are dealing with uh, pensions and wondering what their benefits are, they either need to uh, talk directly with the Social Security office, which is tough because you can often get varying answers and they're actually not really there to advise you um they're there to give you the numbers uh that are available Mm. um if that makes it they're they're telling you information they're not advising you on what to do right if that makes sense right hey it's me knock knock sue brian Uh, you got my money uh so that's why if you're if you're making important decisions when it comes to social securities and pensions and things like that those are areas that you would probably be better served talking to uh, a financial advisor or a, a certified financial planner, or somebody who can kind of run the numbers, knows the math, has the kind of software available to run. Okay, what uh, if this transpired? How does that affect your pension or your Social Security things like that? Um, so you can kind of better understand what it is that that you're looking at the the benefits that you might have available. Uh, don't assume that something is is or isn't available just because um, people you've talked to who also have the same pension or situation uh, do or don't have something available because a lot of it is personal based yeah. upon your personal information, your personal earnings record, you know, all those different scenarios. So really understand how it's uh, unique to you. Again, uh, Brian will have to look at a windfall elimination or a WEP calculator uh, to really understand that aspect of it. Uh, and then you should be able to find, it's a more straightforward calculation, but you could probably find a, a GPO or government pension offset, uh, calculator as well. Uh, if he's really interested in seeing how those particular benefits calculate, but I think we gave a broad overview of, 
of kind of how those interact with social security and, and income. Um, and so just a little bit more research. I think, I think Brian will be in a good place to, to kind of understand that. All right. Awesome. Well, Brian sent in uh, an audio question to us. We've been really filling up the queue since Quinn has been hammering everybody on every single episode to fill up the queue and sending questions. So continue doing that, sending auto audio questions, keeping it in around a minute would be fantastic. And that helps you bump up higher on the list. So, um, well, friends, the secret to wealth is really very simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest, and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.